0: The Cormani mclean saga is finally going to come to an end in 11 days, and here's why. You are Locked On Canes, your daily podcast on the Miami Hurricanes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Alex Dano, your host. I'm a University of Miami alumnus, longtime South Florida sports radio vet, and contributor to AllHurricanes.com. And thank you so much for making Locked On Canes your first listen today. We're available free wherever you get your podcasts, and available free on YouTube. So, Cormani McLean, who played in the Under Armour All America game, uh, he doesn't obviously does not like talking to reporters. He did have to talk to some reporters at certain points throughout the week, including right before and right after the game itself on Tuesday. And when you're talking about when this saga is going to wrap up, I don't know if there's a better source on Cormani McClain than Cormani himself. And he has said it now repeatedly uh, over the last week and a half at least that he is going to be quote-unquote signing on January 15th. He told that to Manny Navarro of The Athletic shortly after the early signing period came and went, and he said it on national live television on ESPN2 right after the Under Armour All-America game yesterday. Cormani McClain says he's going to be signing on January 15th, whether that will be with Miami, who he's been verbally committed to since late October, or if Coach Prime at Colorado or Alabama or you know some other wild card out there is trying to flip him, that is yet to be determined. But he says he's going to be, Signing on January 15th, that detail in itself is a strange one because you cannot in January sign a football national letter of intent, which is the agreement that binds you to a football program right? He had a window to do that between December 21st and December 23rd, and he didn't sign to Miami where he was verbally committed during that window. The next time you can sign a national letter of intent is February 1st. So what's all this talk about January 15th? Well, one possibility, and this is probably what he's talking about, is even though you can't sign the football letter of intent you are able to, in January, sign a grant-in-aid agreement, which is the academic part of the scholarship agreement with the school of your choice. So perhaps that's what he's talking about, signing, where he can sign and enroll at Miami or wherever else on January 15th, even though he can't sign the football national letter of intent until February 1st. Uh, I also expect on January 15th he's going to have a ceremony, Because remember, he had a ceremony all set up for him at Lakeland High School back on December 21st. And for whatever reason, that morning, his mother revealed he will not be at that ceremony and his cake was not eaten by him, his orange and green cake. Was half eaten by other people who showed up to the ceremony, even though he did not. So I think that's what McLean is talking about when he says signing on January 15th. And, you know, that's when I expect he's going to either put on the Miami hat one final time and put all the rumors to bed or the grand conspiracy theory that so many have out there is that Coach Prime has been working this behind the scenes and he's been building up the drama because he wants Cormani McClain in 2023 to be what Travis Hunter was for him at Jackson State back in 2022. And this is just the way Coach Prime likes to do it. That's a a longstanding theory out there that people have. So here's what went down yesterday. Um, Probably any of you who are watching this and listening to this right now, saw the interview that McLean did on TV, which was very awkward. Um, Part of that is just McLean's personality. He's just not really that comfortable and outspoken with the media. I think that's important context to remember here. But yeah, when McLean was being interviewed on ESPN, they did ask him about his recruitment. And even though the only school that he mentioned was Miami, didn't mention any other school by name, still his body language the way he chuckled the way he smiled awkwardly made miami fans in a weird way less confident that Cormani is actually coming rather than more confident because all the body language experts are weighing in and oh it looks like he's trolling that's what a lot of people were saying right um now i have it uh meanwhile because even though ESPN, that interview was the one that everybody saw, he did talk to some other media members yesterday, including a friend and colleague of mine. Uh, I have it on very good authority that Deion Sanders calls Cormani McLean literally every day. My colleague Brian Smith covered Cormani in person at Under Armour All-America, and he spoke to McLean one-on-one yesterday on Tuesday and guys before and I know that there are probably a lot of non-Miami fans watching this because you're hoping McLean's going to flip obviously my core audience are University of Miami fans for the Canes fans listening to this and watching this I don't want you guys to freak out because um, you know at the same time my colleague Brian did come out of his conversation with Cormani expecting McLean to sign with the Hurricanes he doesn't think McLean is trolling Miami. He does think he's going to make good on his pledge to Miami. So take that for what it's worth. But here's what uh here's what McLean said to Brian yesterday when Brian spoke to him one-on-one. That man calls me every day, McLean said with a wry smile and a laugh, talking about Deion Sanders. He said. Uh, When asked directly about just announcing something to the public via social media about signing his letter of intent so everything is out in the open, he mentioned January 15th as the date that he would sign. So he not only said that on ESPN, he not only said that to Manny Navarro a couple of weeks ago, he said that to allhurricanes.com as well yesterday that January 15th is the date he will sign. And Brian goes on to say what I said, that might be a grant in aid agreement. Um, when asked about Miami, McLean also said that's where he's headed. So that's what he flat out told Brian Smith from allhurricanes.com and Fan Nation. He told him he's headed to Miami. That's what he said. Now, what he says versus what he actually does, we will see. But again, I know a lot of people freak out. They're like, every time he says Miami, people say, oh, he's lying. He's lying. For what it's worth, all the young man has ever talked about is Miami, Okay. Uh, and, and here's another piece of it, because uh, we've talked the last couple of days about Cormani McClain, uh, you know, the way he has interacted with Miami signees, Reuben Bain, who, uh, man, Reuben Bain crushed it this past week at Under Armour, and Robert Stafford, who if McClain does end up at Miami, he's going to be sharing a defensive backfield with Robert Stafford. They were on the same team at the Under Armour game. Robert Stafford is confident that McLean is coming. And I also saw a lot of videos of Cormani posing for photos and videos with Reuben Bain throwing up the U together. So, I mean, you know, I, I know every time Cormani throws up the U, people are like, ah, he's trolling. He's... But for what it's worth, this young man is representing the U at every possible step. And uh, And Brian Smith also interviewed Robert Stafford. And Stafford was asked when he's enrolling at Miami and Robert Stafford went out of his way to say, me and Cormani are enrolling in May, he said. So Stafford's not going to be an early enrollee. We already knew Cormani McLean will not be an early enrollee because he has not graduated high school yet. So according to Stafford, he and Cormani McLean are both enrolling in May at Miami. Uh, So. Uh, you know, another uh, awesome reporter who's been all over this situation is Gabby Yerudia from Inside the U. And he wrote last night uh, about Cormani and McLean told Gabby and David Lake at Inside the U that Mario Cristobal and Demarcus Van Dyke have nothing to worry about when it comes to his recruitment. Uh, and I mentioned McLean was photographed and videoed with signees Ruben bain throwing up the u uh fell, or miami signee he also showed up in a lot of photos with miami fans who attended the game throwing up the u with them now obviously none of that stuff the photo ops and the gear that he's wearing none of that really means anything until he sets foot on campus after officially signing with miami but here's what i have to wonder and i'd love you guys to weigh in on this in the comments uh, you can tweet us at Locked On Canes. and if you follow us at Locked On Canes, we will follow you back. Uh, and if you uh, you tweet us, there's a good chance tweets could be read on the show. We've got a couple of Twitter questions we're going to answer today. Um, do you think Cormani McLean is really the type of person who would troll a school and their fans this hard for this long? I would like to think not. Um, I don't know him personally. I do understand that he doesn't love doing media and he's not really that comfortable in an interview setting, which I think can cause people to overanalyze everything he does. I don't know him well enough to make that assumption that he's just been trolling Miami fans for the last couple of months. But as I told you, Deion Sanders literally calls him every single day. And until he actually officially signs with Miami or wherever Other schools are going to be openly recruiting him. So that's the risk. That's the bad. The good is he's telling everyone who he actually is willing to talk to that he will be enrolling at Miami. And he told Gabby and David from inside the U that Mario Cristobal and Coach DeMarcus Van Dyke DVD have nothing to worry about. And if he really is going to put this all to bed on January 15th, our Cormani McLean watch will continue for another 11 days and then hopefully 11 days from now we got some other stuff to talk about Uh, we will talk about some other stuff after this though uh, because man I am so in love with Nicholas Harbor the five-star unsigned athlete who played in the Under Armour game yesterday I hope Miami can find a way to lock this up Uh, We've had what appears to be confirmation on a Miami Hurricane transfer portal arrival by his own father, who says he's coming. I want to get to that on the other side. And a transfer portal target, Miami must go after. That and more here on Locked On Canes. Folks, if you haven't been all over Bet Online, I don't know what you're doing, especially with the title game coming up. Guys, Bet online is the number one source for sports betting info stats news and analysis I'm looking at TCU against Georgia on Monday and wow here here's the numbers um, I, I'm wondering if TCU can make a game of this because Georgia are minus 12 and a half favorites here and minus 450 on the money line TCU at plus 12 and a half it would be an interesting play. Now, of course, Georgia had to scratch and claw uh, their way to victory against Ohio State. TCU uh, put on a, a shockingly good performance against Michigan. What's going to happen in this title game? TCU are big underdogs, 12 and a half point underdogs, plus 360 on the money line. If you think TCU has a shot to keep it close or pull off the miracle, you can get really good odds on the Horn Frogs, my friends. So that's that's definitely something to think about. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from pro football to college bowl season to basketball. We've got it all at Bet Online. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at Bet Online as well. We are always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting information. Head to the website today, or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet Online, where the game starts. Thank you so much for making Locked On Canes your first listen today. We are available free wherever you get your podcasts, and available free on YouTube. Uh, so uh, a number of people have asked me, like Dono, what what's your final prediction on Cormani McLean? Is he gonna is he gonna make it official with Miami? Is he gonna put that U hat on again on January fifteenth? Um, I don't think I will be able to give you guys a final prediction or a Dono ball on Cormani until probably the day of, maybe right after he puts on the hat, I'll be able to tell you. But if you're asking me where I'm leaning, I do still give Miami in my mind about an 80% shot, if not 80, 85%. It's not a slam dunk. His recruitment has been way too bizarre. I mean, it's, it's been so unpredictable the way all of this has gone down. And then we have to wonder, are, are there uh, administrative factors? How is the academic stuff kind of affected his status? There are so many things swirling around with Cormani McLean. It's made this, it's made this process difficult to cover from a media standpoint. There are no slam dunks with Cormani, but I'm still thinking 80 to 85%. He is a Miami hurricane now. Here's one that I would love to get at the U Texas A&M defensive tackle. Anthony Lucas has hit the transfer portal six foot five over 300 pounds. And wow, Texas A&M has just been bleeding members of that number one recruiting class that they had a season ago. He's the sixth member of their top recruiting class from 2022 to hit the transfer portal. Since the portal opened. he may not be the last now, Uh, defensive tackle Anthony Lucas uh, and first of all we know how badly Miami needs D tackles that's no secret I like Thomas Gore we're still looking for more and Anthony Lucas uh, this is a a blue chip a former blue chip prospect coming out of high school he's a former four-star borderline five-star recruit out of Scottsdale Arizona he's considered to have first round NFL draft potential uh, he was a top 60 overall recruit last year. I think he was fifty-ninth overall, according to 24-7, and 45 overall, according to On3. Uh, he was the either the 8th or 10th rated, depending on which site you look at, defensive lineman coming out of high school a year ago. Uh, his first season, his only season at Texas a and he made seven appearances, had 10 tackles, one tackle for a loss in those seven uh, appearances. So, you know, didn't didn't really have a monster year last year, but the future still seems very, very bright for this player. Um, And so oftentimes when a guy hits the portal, especially just one year after coming out of high school, you don't usually have to look too far to consider where his options in the portal might lie. Because when you're only one year removed from the recruiting process, you tend to kind of go right back to the teams that were recruiting you out of high school. And along with Texas A&M where he's departing from the other finalists for Anthony Lucas last year were Alabama, Miami, Notre Dame, and Oregon. Now Oregon and Miami that was related because Cristobal had been recruiting him at Oregon and then started recruiting him in Miami. Remember he's a Western guy being out of the state of Arizona. That was the guy that Cristobal had been recruiting at Oregon And um, I haven't gotten any confirmation on this, like that this is definitely a Miami target. But how could he not be a Miami target? I would expect Miami to kick the tires, if not go hard for Anthony Lucas. And we'll see if he starts to schedule visits and how this process goes for him. But with Miami still having a big time need at defensive tackles, and this guy being one of the best available in the country and Miami was a former finalist for him. It just makes too much sense. And Anthony Lucas is a tremendous player. I mean, if you, if you can come out of this transfer portal, you know, having lost Daryl Jackson, which is a tough loss um, and having lost Jordan Miller, not as tough of a loss, but then you can replace them with Thomas Corr. And Anthony Lucas, uh, you could argue you might end up coming out of this probably better than you were before. So that would be huge. And again, I I don't know how much of a shot Miami has for Lucas, but I would imagine Miami has got to be aggressive for this player. Tremendous footwork and agility for a man his size, and he's probably still getting bigger. I know he was about 290 coming out of high school. He got to over 300 at Texas A&M. I'm not sure if he's like in the 305 range or the 330 range. We'll see what the measurements look like, but this is, it's a no brainer. Miami has got to go after this player. Um, you know, going back to the Under Armour All-America game, talking about high school recruiting, you know, Miami is going to have a hat on the table for Nicholas Harbor, uh, who, you know, may be favoring potentially South Carolina, Michigan, Maryland, Oregon has gotten in the mix as well. He's visiting Oregon. So Nicholas Harbor, this is just a freak, an absolute freak. When you're talking about, a six foot five 225 pound player who runs the 100 meter dash in just over a 10.2, which is almost Olympic caliber speed. He's that fast. like he favors wide receiver tight end. He played some defense in high school as well some defensive end, but he wants to play offense at the next level tight end or jumbo receiver. Uh, it would just make too much sense uh, if, if he could end up at Miami. this guy could be Miami's Andre Johnson 2.0. You know, if you want a more recent player comp, it would be DK Metcalf. He's got similar characteristics to DK, but Harbor is actually faster than DK Metcalf. So, you know, if, if he can put all his skills together on the field, it's going to be insane. Uh, we got a comment on YouTube from a uh, a player, from a from a fan, a listener of ours, who's a big fan of, uh, of Harbor. Sean Andrews writes this to us on YouTube. He says, I'm a Philadelphia Eagles fan. Harbor reminds me of A.J. Brown, but even faster. He would be a huge get. I just don't see him coming to Miami over LSU or Oregon because those schools have elite track programs. Now, that's an interesting tidbit because I talked about this yesterday. Admittedly, I am far from an expert on which schools have great track teams and which schools don't. I I know Miami has a track team, and I think it's a pretty good track team, and Chris Johnson is going to run track here in addition to playing football. But – I didn't know, like the other schools he's looking at, I didn't realize how good, like apparently Oregon and LSU have excellent, excellent track teams. And that's going to be a big consideration for Harbor who still and wants to keep actively running track. But academics are also a consideration for Harbor. The young man wants to be a surgeon. <laughs> that's what he wants to, he wants to be a surgeon someday. I guess like that that's his plan B after the football career. Like when he's done playing football, he wants to be performing surgeries. Uh, you know, not not that he would be in the medical school as an undergrad because he's not Doogie Howser, Uh, But, you know, uh, Miami obviously has a great medical school, competitive pre-med majors. So, you know, the academic consideration with Miami's medical school and their science programs, that could be something that might uh, that might make Miami an attractive player here. So there there's more to his decision than just football track and academics have a big deal to do with that as well. Uh, So, yeah, I want to talk about, uh, remember, we have a couple of transfer portal visitors coming this weekend. Hopefully, Anthony Lucas can join them. Uh, There's nothing confirmed with him, but I'd love to see him visit Miami. And I think one of those uh, transfer portal visitors might very well end up picking the U. Let's talk about that when we come back here on Locked on Canes. Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen and your first watch today. We're available free wherever you get your podcasts free on YouTube. We are part of the awesome Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. So we were uh, talking on yesterday's episode about confirmed visitors who are going to be on campus this weekend visiting the University of Miami. And one of those is cornerback out of iowa and i know what you're thinking like does miami need corners that badly i they could use another corner especially a veteran corner and one of the players visiting is terry roberts who's been you know one of the uh, one of the better big 10 corners the last couple of years out of iowa uh and he has just one year of eligibility left he's in the portal So he's looking to play somewhere for one year and hopefully make an impact and improve that NFL draft stock and, you know, hopefully be part of a a winning situation. If it's down here at Miami, we'll have to see how that goes. Uh, And it's funny because we were talking about Terry Roberts on our show yesterday and who happened to turn up in our YouTube live chat. And I I was pretty well able to verify that he is who he says he is. Terry Roberts Sr., showed up his father found our episode really really nice guy he was talking with all the fans in our live. and so guys make sure if, if you're watching a replay right now or listening to a replay when we premiere these episodes on youtube we've got a live chat going and you never know who or whose parents might show up in the live chat sometimes we get like celebrity sightings in there and the father of transfer corner terry roberts showed up in our live chat and he told us his son is going to be a cane. That's what he says. You know, hopefully, hopefully it plays out that way. You know, he referred to his son as a lockdown corner and he says that Miami fans are, are going to love him. And, you know, yeah, obviously uh, the only better source than Terry Roberts senior would be Terry Roberts jr. Uh, but I, I would say if dad says he's going to be a cane, there's a pretty good chance he's going to be a cane. Uh, so uh, Terry Roberts out of Iowa. He's five foot 182 pounds. His father says that he he's been down to Miami before, so he's already kind of aware of the campus and the program. This wouldn't this won't be his first time in South Florida. And Roberts, he's a veteran Hawkeye defender. Uh, per Gabby Arrudi at Inside the U, he played over two hundred snaps this past fall. Uh, he did get injured this past year, but played over two hundred snaps and he earned a very good seventy nine point nine coverage grade. Uh, in 17 targets, he broke up four passes and intercepted another. He recovered two fumbles last year as well. So, you know, it would be a bad thing to add some some more veteran presence into that room. Uh, Miami is looking pretty good uh, with, with incoming corners. You know, we talked about Robert Stafford coming in, uh, Damari Brown coming in. I think he's going to be excellent at the University of Miami. We'll see. We'll see what happens with Cormani McClain, of course. Uh, Devontae Brown the older brother of Damari Brown is coming in in the transfer portal and if we can add Terry Roberts to that list we're going to shore up that uh, that defensive backfield and I think uh, Terry Roberts from what I understand is also a very capable special teams player so that could be part of the role that he fills at Miami as well so I mean if, if dad tells me he's coming I'm thinking there's pretty good chance he's coming. We get a question from our our pal, Larry at Miami media associates on Twitter. He writes, it seems Mario Cristobal is not as good at transfer portal as he is in signee recruitment. It is interesting. FSU is now the king of the portal. Obviously portal is good for short term, but I worry another five and seven or six and six season will not be a good look for us. He asked me your thoughts. Um, well, it's funny because I think fans want to have it both ways, right? When when Miami lands 15, 20 guys in the portal, you're like, you can't cheat recruiting portal. That's a shortcut. Real recruiting is the only thing sustainable. And then Miami goes out and gets a top five recruiting class out of high school, but they've only got four portal commits. And so people are like, you're losing in the portal. Like, which is it? Um, now, I, I think partially, I think Larry answered his own question because the portal It's more of a short-term thing. Um, I will tell you that Miami, for the most part, there are some exceptions to this rule. Like Terry Roberts has just one year of eligibility left if he ends up at Miami. Uh, Thomas Gore just has one year of eligibility left. But the other portal... Uh, signees or, or commits have been guys with multiple years left, and it seems like Miami is looking for guys with two or even three years of eligibility. That's the case with Francisco Maui Goa, that's the case with Javion Cohen, that's the case with Devonte Brown. They all have multiple years of eligibility left, and that to me makes sense because you know, I don't know if Miami's going to go five and seven again. I hope not. I think Miami's going to be better record wise than they were last year, but. I do think that the hurricanes are at least two years away from being an, a national contender, at least two years away. So, you know, um, I think it's important to set yourselves up for the long term right now. Cause you're, you're not like one or two transfers away from being a national title contender. Maybe Florida state feels like they are. I mean, they were nine and three last year in the regular season, you know, maybe, uh, Maybe uh, Coach, uh, Coach Norvell thinks, you know, if we get a handful and – they're, and they're killing it. Like Florida State's crushing it in the transfer portal. There's no question about it. They probably feel like they're a few players away. And, you know, Jordan Travis, I think, is going to be a Heisman candidate next year at quarterback. So they probably feel like they're a few pieces away from contending for a championship. I think Miami is not. So I think Miami needs to be very selective of how you approach transfers. Try to get as many guys with multiple years of eligibility – And at certain positions where you don't, you just need to be plugging holes. Like defensive tackle has been a major hole. That's why you don't mind bringing in a guy like Thomas Gore, even though if he only has one year of eligibility to give. And also, you know, in certain situations, you don't want to throw all of your true freshmen to the wolves, right? Because certain guys like Maui Goa and Okun Lola, and, you know, possibly – you know, Jaden Wayne, Reuben Bain, right? There's a handful of guys who are probably ready to contribute serious playing time year one, but then there are other guys who probably aren't, and you don't want to throw them to the Wolves too quickly. So, and the other thing is, uh, we don't necessarily know who's on Mario's big board in the transfer portal. So when you see certain players signing other places, not Miami, you assume we missed out on that guy. We don't know who's a target and who's not. Now, I know Dante Thornton is a target, The wide receiver out of Oregon so if Miami doesn't land Thornton I will consider that a loss because I know he's a target if he signs for Tennessee or Auburn um, Cal has been interested like if if Thornton signs somewhere else I will take that as an L for Miami because that's a guy I know is a target but the other thing is Be patient with the portal because the portal is going to be open for another two plus weeks. I think the 19th it closes and then there's another portal opening in May. So four portal signees so far. Uh, We're not done. There's going to be more players coming in. So I'm not going to judge it till we have the full body of work to judge. Uh, And as always, guys, huge shout out for watching and listening to us today. Make sure you subscribe on every audio platform, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey. If you want to subscribe on YouTube, we appreciate that as well. And we will talk to you again tomorrow. Thank you for making us your first listen. Now make Locked On Sports Today your second listen. Peter Bukowski brings you the biggest stories from around the sports world in 20 minutes. Get the analysis and opinions before anyone else with our local and national experts and insiders. Locked On Sports Today podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. We'll talk to you next time on another episode of Locked on Canes, part of the awesome Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.